Welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast, where we discuss all things related to the growing field of Agile marketing. This podcast is co-produced by Frank Days and the Agile Marketing Alliance so that we can learn, share, and grow together. I'm Jim Yule, and along with Melissa Reeve, we will be your hosts for today's episode. Today, we will be talking about how Agile marketing drives customer centricity with Ty Hayes. Ty is the Managing Director at the consultancy Growth Generators, and formerly the Chief Marketing Officer at Curtin University, where he transformed a 70-person marketing team to an agile way of working. Welcome to the show, Ty. Thanks, Jim and Melissa. Excited to be here. Well, let's get started. Melissa? So, Ty, your marketing team at Curtin University was ranked the number one marketing team in Australia. How did you, how did Agile help you get there? I guess when we won that award, Curtin was facing quite a a tough economic climate. We had declining international student numbers and intensifying domestic competition. And up until that point, our marketing had kind of reflected Conway's law in that it reflected our internal marketing structure, which at the time was a little bit decentralized. So we wanted to move towards a more omni-channel marketing approach. I just restructured the team into a more centralized model. And I knew that we needed to do things in a different way to do that. We had fewer resources. So Agile Marketing helped firstly provide us with the mindset to think differently about how we go to market. It gave us a tool set, I guess, to work in a more rapid, iterative way. And it gave us a culture around cross-functional collaboration. So that were the the starting points. And then put all that together and it enabled our omni-channel marketing approach to happen. I don't think it would have happened without Agile. So in terms of actually implementing it, I'll get to the customer research when we touch on that section. But after we did that, we set up different squads and we rolled out a number of different frameworks. So one of the first pilot squads was a conversion squad to roll out Marketo towards a particular post-grad segment. So we had, you know, a mix of writers, designers, tech people, CRM marketers on that. And they, you know, used the the user journeys and rolled out a, a series of conversion activities we launched Open Day, our biggest event, using Scrum, so a cross-functional team, and had our biggest and best event ever with 27,000 people attending. Wow. And, yeah. And then we, even using these practices within our creative services, they switched to Kanban, so a lot more visual way to manage their workflow, whereas before they were spending hours in kind of project meetings. And during that year, we also rolled out a new brand platform, a new future students website, a new social media website, more events than ever, you know, with fewer resources. And I think it was all down to working in this new way. So one Mm. of the most frequently asked questions that I get is how do you use Agile for events? And you obviously did it in a big way. I wonder if you could share a little bit about that experience with us. Yeah, well, until then, you know, open day. 27,000 people will attend this event, hundreds of different events on campus during that day. And it usually takes six to nine months of planning. And it's usually up to one project manager that would kind of, you know, set up committees and, and crack the whip and try to get everyone to do what they needed to do. And that person would just be totally burnt out by the end of that event, you know, to shut up weeks of time off in lieu. So we knew there had to be a better way. And everything was always late, last minute interdependencies weren't identified. So Yeah, we set up a cross-functional scrum team. We had, you know, the designers and the writers and the web people on there. We had the faculty marketing reps who would, you know, work with the faculties on what their exhibitions and displays would be. We even had some student ambassadors in there to give us the voice of the customer. And they mapped out 
the milestones, like when do we need the web live buy? When do we need the, the brochures buy? Least identify the interdependencies. So they did that backlog and sprint planning. And then, yeah, they came together having, it wasn't quite daily. It was kind of every second day they'd have a stand-up meeting. I'd do the sprint review every fortnight. We'd have a, we had a trained scrum manager in there. So even though it was waterfall, we were still using short sprints to deliver work more frequently, more rapidly to test and learn, you know, with the website as we went to get feedback from students. And that enabled us just to get the brochures out three weeks early instead of a couple of days before and allowed us to get the website out a month early, in, you know, instead of a few weeks before and allowed us to test different things, different lead captures, different innovative ideas at Open Day. Yeah, great example. Thanks for sharing that with us. Ty, what were some of the results? You know, you guys implemented Agile. What did you see in terms of business outcomes? Yeah, well, obviously that's the starting point, isn't it? Agile yeah. For Agile's sake. So like I mentioned, tough economic climate. We really needed to firm up our domestic market share. We had been growing. There's five universities in Western Australia, and we were kind of the challenger brand behind one of the leaders. But yeah, through this, this campaign period, we, we grew that market share to 51%. Enrollment share was 47% out of the five universities. But what I'm kind of most proud of is the staff engagement score rises. So passion engagement up by 12% to around 85 and job satisfaction up by 9%. So the staff reacted and responded to this different way of working and, and you know, that built the culture and, and set us up for future success. This month, we're focused on customer centricity, okay? Putting the customer at the center of everything that we do. How were... Or are you now able to mm -hmm. encourage customer centricity by using Agile? Yeah. There are a couple of ways we did it at Curtin and then some ways I've been doing it with, with current clients. So Curtin, when, we, when I embarked on this mission to implement Agile marketing, I quickly realized that we had some big gaps in our customer research. You know, If we wanted to deliver customer value over outputs and we wanted to deliver customer value early, then we needed to know more about our customers. Uh, so the starting point was doing that customer persona research and their student journey maps. You know, if we're going to deliver an omni-channel marketing approach and optimize the customer journey, we needed to know what that looked like. So we, we got a research firm in to kind of do that properly. That was the starting point. And then we, you know, when we launched that post-grad campaign and that conversion strategy using and rolling out Marketo, that was using the insights from the customer journey map. And some of the biggest benefits of doing that was that once we started sharing results of, you know, these highest open rates, highest conversion rates, highest application rates as a result of this multi-touch, well-orchestrated customer journey, other parts of the university started showing interest. So uh, universities are very typically very siloed. You have kind of marketing and, and future students activities and recruitment, and then you have current students and they do all the kind of communications from when the student applies up until the offer letter and the communications and up until census date, which is effectively when students can pull out without having to pay anything so they can, you know, try before they buy. And until then, you know, it was very clear marketing, you do your communications up until application and leave us be, you know, after that and kind of never the two shall meet. But because we'd mapped out part of that journey and we were showing the results, they started collaborating and wanting to optimize that experience. There's no good us just getting the applications in if then they were falling through the leaky bucket. So yeah, one of the biggest results was being able to Im influence the, the conversion letters, the student comms that went out to people as they joined to shore up that, yeah, that experience, a similar brand voice and stitch up that experience beyond just, just marketing. A couple of other things we did 
that marketing enabled was, you know, to be really customer centric, really data driven. We just started listening and using the resources we had in the team more. We had 20 student ambassadors that would go out and do high school events, but wouldn't often bring that feedback back to the whole team. They would live in one particular outreach team, but not share it. So we started tapping into them more to test creative ideas. We started doing more AB testing. We started mining our own social media site, student box for insights. Like what are the questions that students are asking? What do they really need help with? It allowed us to be a lot more customer centric. And then most recently, I think one of the most proper, probably underlooked and undervalued tools in agile marketing is user stories. And, you know, a recent example of a client I've been working with, did some training with them and then helped them get their pilot squad up and running. We did the, you know, the scrum preps, we did the user journey map, we had the persona, we set the business outcomes that they wanted to achieve. And then the team, the squad started writing user stories. And again, it was in a higher education setting for an MBA program. But by doing that, they suddenly realized all these gaps in the customer experience, all of the jargon on the website and in the communications, you know. So they started writing students like as user stories, like as a prospective student, I want to know how long this degree is going to take and whether I get any credit for my previous study. I want to know what happens after I apply. How long does it take? I want to know when I can get in. All these simple questions. And when they started looking at the website materials, there were these there were these gaps, there was this jargon like recognize prior learning and advanced standing and stuff that means nothing to someone outside of the industry. It's all this internal jargon. So by doing that, by humanizing it, they started then coming up with simple ways to explain this stuff, changing terminology, giving actual real life examples. So for the credit and how long it will take, they had a range of case studies. So, you know, Ramesh studied an undergraduate in business. He's got 10 years professional experience. So he'll get four credits and his degree will take 18 months. Real examples like that. They did application guides, they did videos, and they launched all this material in the first four sprints, stuff that would usually take three months. And already conversion rates are higher, cost per leader is halved. And yeah, the team is just really humming. My question that comes up for me is sometimes when I'm working with marketing organizations, especially when they have an inside out viewpoint, mm. it can be quite a challenge to get them to look at things from the outside in. Mm -hmm. Did you face any of that? And how did you how did you get them to really put themselves in the shoes of the customer? Through the training, the first thing they did was kind of an agile marketing brief, a one pager. And in that, I'd have to look at what are the pains and the gains that are prospective students are facing and what's the value proposition of this particular course? What do they care about? How does it, you know, resolve those pains and gains? What the, what don't they care about? So instantly they had to start seeing, do we know enough about this student to fill in this brief? They had to fill out a proto persona if they didn't already have that data to again, flesh out what that customer cares about. And then they had to create this user journey map thinking about well, from not even thinking about uni, but knowing I have a problem. How do I start discovering what that problem is and then what the solutions might be and then comparing what those solutions might be? So just the practice of doing that and then writing the user stories, I think, is all really powerful. And then suddenly as a result of that, they were going, you know who knows a lot about our customers, our, our admissions team and our team that does the interviews, and let's go chat with them about what gaps they find from the sales calls and what else we need to know to optimise that experience. So that that was probably the yeah the, the easiest way that it starts getting them in their mindset. And like I said before, rather than the typical way where you come up with a project plan, you set some objectives, you set your Gantt chart and go straight into action mode. What are the tactics we're going to do? 
just the user stories and all this background prep gets them thinking, well, we're so what's a customer problem that we're trying to solve? So that was that was how that worked. Yeah, super powerful, which yeah. which leads me into my next question, mm. which is what are some of those common pitfalls you see marketing teams face yeah. as they make that journey to agile? And then how do you get ahead of it? So I'd say three big problems, and I'll probably list the problems and then go into the solutions. So, you know, one is not addressing BAU or having too much business as usual. And that leading to what I call busyness as usual syndrome. And I'll dive deep into that in a minute. Uh, the other one is going too fast too soon. And the third one is not supporting middle managers to make that shift from functional manager to chapter lead, from transactional manager to servant leader. So they're the three big problems. The solutions then, uh, firstly, with the BAU, I think I think it's just a funny term. You know, if you look into the, the history of that term and what it was used for, I don't think it really applies to marketing. It was, you know, doing things, continuing to do things despite difficult circumstances or doing things in the usual way. I think in marketing, you know, we relate it to the stuff that that marketing teams think they have to do, like social media campaign, the web updates, the campaign reports. And the first thing is then as you, you know, start implementing Agile is to question that BAU and try to slash that BAU. And I think there's a number of ways to do that. Firstly, you know, the leadership needs to set the vision of what Agile as usual looks like. Like when we when we get off our diet of BAU and when we start working in a radically different way, this is what it's going to look like. And do, do we all want to get there? What are the pains that's going to resolve? So setting that vision. Then, you know, the leadership team needs to set the strategy with clear quarterly OKRs. These are the targets for the quarter and these are the initiatives for your squad. These are the most important work to do, not 20 priorities, in which case there's no priority. So setting real clear priorities. Then the really simple thing that the teams need to do is actually evaluate all of their work all of their work in progress, do a bit of an audit. If they can't just slash everything, which is what I'd recommend doing first, if they're not brave enough or can't quite do that, simple two column, you know, looking at the strategy, all of what you classify as BAU, keep doing, stop doing, share that with your manager. Because oftentimes marketing teams are developing all this reporting in a lot of detail that may not be read or they're doing work that they think they still need to do, but they just haven't raised it or questioned it. And then the managers can look at that and go, we shouldn't be doing that. You know, your time's better spent on this strategic project work. That's the BAU and BAUS. And that busyness as usual is, you know, what a lot of marketing teams get stuck in where they're just so overwhelmed by BAU and the old way of working that it's antithetical to agile agile methods. Yeah, so, so true. So tell us about going too fast, too soon. When we train marketing teams in agile marketing and they get to use those tools in practice, apply it to projects, the excitement builds, right? And they want to get going if they've brought someone in for training, they know they've got a problem and they want to get going. But often, you know, if, if it's not planned out, if they don't have a roadmap, then they might just go, great, I've had the training, let's go team. Do this however you want to do it. Go scrum, go Kanban, go crazy. What we found is that can be quite dangerous. It's trying to take up an entire company up to Mount Everest without enough Sherpas, without anyone that's kind of done it before and without learning the reference model of what's going to work in that organization, in that marketing team, because each team's different, each context is different and the agile framework that you choose and approach needs to be contextualized. So the way to overcome that is to at least launch pilot squad to begin with and make it a real pilot squad, a cross-functional team working on a real problem. Try to isolate them, give them the bandwidth to work on that. You know, don't make it a side project where they're doing 30% Scrum and, and then trying to manage that with their BAU and learn from that. You're going to use Scrum, you're going to use Scrum Barn, Kanban. What boards are you going to set up? What changes to the ways of working do you need to make? 
And then through a series of sprints and retros, they'll continue to refine that, contextualize it, see how it works, then have you know a lunch and learn, share that with the rest of the team, then launch a second pilot, and then set a roadmap you know, to make sure the first squad helps the second squad and you're not going too fast too soon so that it's not, not too chaotic. So it takes a little bit of patience from the team and a little bit of um, careful roadmapping. So what about the, the third thing that you mentioned? Those middle managers, how do you get them involved? They're such a critical piece in agile marketing and their role, as with most middle manager roles, are often threatened by change. You know, they hold a lot of power, they manage the teams and they've worked hard together and they've usually become specialist experts, really good at what they do. They get promoted into this functional lead role and they generally usually love, you know, allocating the work, keeping the the team on track. And they can be a little bit threatened by agile because as teams start working in squads, their role really shifts. So firstly, it's about informing and educating and bringing them on the journey, making sure they're at the agile marketing training, they're learning about the power of this, they understand what the problems the team's facing. Then it's about getting their buy-in and educating them on agile leadership. So what does it mean to go from a transactional leader to a transformational or a servant leader? What are the shifts you need to make to become, you know, in the Spotify model, a chapter lead? And that is that mindset shift of, okay, I'm no longer responsible for allocating workload and hours and managing how whether the team's getting stuff done. I'm now creating a center of excellence. I'm optimizing the flow in our team. I'm sorting out impediments. I'm coaching and developing and creating the absolute center of excellence so that we can add greater value to the organization. And that frees them up to bring in more experts for training, to do more coaching. And they might also work in other squads with other chapter leads on really strategic projects because they'll have a little bit more bandwidth. The other tip is to make sure they're engaged. Let them sit on a pilot squad or be on one of the early pilot squads so that they can experience what it's like. They have a deeper understanding of what sprint planning is, daily stand-up, sprint reviews. They're, yeah, they see the power of it and, and will then be on board to help roll it out, to give them a role to play. Ty, you seem to have a real passion around innovation. How does Agile help you personally and and how does how does it help the teams that you coach adopt or how do you help those teams mm. adopt an innovation mindset? I think they're they're one and the same, Agile and innovation mindset. They both require a deep customer understanding and then the ability to test and learn to solve customer problems, whether they be hidden or obvious. So I believe they're one and the same. Uh, it also requires marketers to become scientists, like to really discover, explore, um, you know, use that design thinking to try different ways to do things. So personally, you know, as a consultant, yeah, it's it's certainly helped me. I guess through being a CMO and then working with multiple marketing teams, I see the common patterns. I think that's part of being an agile marketer is seeing schemas and patterns that you can solve by this deep customer understanding. So I use retros, I do discovery meetings, and and through that I continue to innovate my offering. You know, I used to offer a, a one-day agile marketing course, realized that's not enough. So then it was a two-day. And then it was, well, you know, there's there's all this culture stuff and this mindset stuff that you need to do to adopt agile beyond the agile marketing principles and values, like psychological safety and growth mindset. So and this better understanding of each other. So I launched a high performance marketing teams one day, which goes at the front. And then teams are like, that was great, Ty, but what do we do now? <laughs> you know, so then it was, okay, coaching, let's let's set you up your pilot squad and let's set up your tech stack so you can actually do this. So that's that's how it works from a consultant point of view. For the marketing teams that I coach, I think we always start, I always start with the agile marketing principles and values. You know, that's first and foremost. If you can change their mindset, then they can continue to iterate and play around with the different frameworks, but it's mindset first. 
And I think once they go through a few sprints, they really take hold of that. They feel liberated. They realize I don't have to have all the answers at the beginning of a project plan and map out exactly all the steps because marketing is emergent and what we did last time might not work. And they have this freedom to go and do these short experiments and get feedback and continue to iterate and optimize. And I think the last point, which is really important, is that you know true innovation comes from this deep customer understanding coupled with divergent and, and diverse thinking. And that's the power of cross-functional teams where you bring people together with different skill sets, experiences, hopefully different ages, cultures, backgrounds, to come up with ideas that they couldn't have on their own or that couldn't have come up in the traditional assembly line model of teams where a brief is passed down the line. And talked about this in the other discussion we had recently, Jim, but I think it's a good one to, to point out is, you know, hackathons in these ways is a great way to form a test bed, a safe environment for teams to come up with innovative ways to go to market. And that, that example at Curtin where we did these hackathons, form these, you know, had 50 people in a room, students, alumni, academic staff, future students, marketing agency partners, put them all around a problem, like how do we go to market differently or inspire people differently, let them come up with ideas from the insights of the team. You can, that is how you create innovation by that collision of ideas. And the outcome of one of those was to take puppies out to high schools at a really stressful time to build a different connection with those students, which created an amazing brand experience. It was great for socials, but it also aligned those teams back to Curtin because other universities were just rocking up and talking about the admissions process and what their university is like. And we came in with a different approach supported by study guides and study materials to actually help people relieve some of that pressure. It's good people under pressure at schools whilst building brand affinity to Curtin. So there's some, some ideas. <laughs> I love that story, bringing puppies to high schools to, to, to get people to See you differently, yeah. as says someone different. Well, thank you, Ty, for sharing your stories with us today. We really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for listening to our show today. Check out the show notes for this episode in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Also, find more resources on Agile Marketing at www.agilemarketingalliance.com.